My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Wednesday the 22nd of November. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. The World Health Organization has declared loneliness to be a pressing global health threat and has launched a commission to tackle the issue. In today's deep dive, I'm going to speak with Dr. Kate Filia. She's a research fellow at Origin Australia about how loneliness is affecting young Australians and what we can do about it. If someone says that they have one connection, one person that they feel that understands them and and is connected to them, then that's enough. But first, what's making headlines, Zara? Young Aussies are reducing their discretionary spending, including things like clothes and household goods. That is according to new data from Commonwealth Bank. According to the bank, there has been an increase in spending on essentials, things like insurance and pharmacies, and a decrease in discretionary spending. People aged 25 to 29 have seen a 5.1% decline in total spending. 41 workers in India remain trapped in the Himalayas 10 days on from a tunnel collapse. Rescuers are attempting to drill through the wreckage in an area prone to landslides. They were able to deliver food to workers through a small pipe they had set up. Horizontal drilling will recommence after initial fears of further land collapsing. A United Nations report has found that the Earth's climate is on track to warm by nearly 3 degrees Celsius this century. The Emissions Gap Report calls for countries that produce greater emissions to take further action and to provide support to developing countries to attain the funds and the infrastructure that's needed to tackle climate change. According to the UN, humanity is breaking all the wrong records when it comes to climate change. And today's good news, you can send your name into space as part of NASA's mission to one of Jupiter's moons next year. NASA's Europa Clipper spacecraft will travel 2.6 billion kilometres with NASA's message in a bottle on board. The bottle will include names stenciled onto a silicon microchip smaller than a five-cent coin with an electron beam. Attached to the names will be a poem titled In Praise of Mystery, a poem for Europa. I've thrown my name into the mix and I'll put a link in the show notes for you to add yours. Kate, thanks so much for joining me today on The Daily Oz. The World Health Organization has declared loneliness a global public health concern. Why don't we start with what loneliness actually is? Yeah, that's a really important one. I think that we talk a lot about loneliness, but we don't always identify what we're saying. So loneliness is basically a need for greater social connection. So we can say that people feel lonely individually but also too people can feel lonely in a in a room full of people it's if you're not feeling like you're getting the connection that you need and you feel like you're alone in that setting then they say that that's an experience of loneliness and when you read that world health organization declaration what were you kind of seeing through that announcement yeah i was really wrapped to see that it was a it's a big light to shine on such a public health issue i think that a lot of people are starting to understand the importance of loneliness and connections to all the other areas of our lives in particular we think about how it impacts our mental health and well-being but it also influences all the other things that we do and we take part in and you know the the sense of hope that we have 
for doing things and the the important kinds of connections we have with other people that drive us to take part in activities, to look after ourselves, to reduce the stress in our lives. So it was really welcome to see that they're going to shine a light in such a way on, on loneliness and social connectedness. And I guess if we zoom out a bit, the bigger part of this loneliness narrative has come from one of these analogies drawn by the US Surgeon General of loneliness has a similar effect on mortality as smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know, 100%. You're not the US Surgeon General? That's exactly right, yeah. But we do know that loneliness does impact cardiovascular disease. It increases your mortality, so it reduces your lifespan. And it does that through a variety of different ways, whether it is focusing on your mental health and well-being, whether it's taking part in activities that will benefit you or whether it's the stress levels in your body that are related to feelings of, of, of um, you know, needing that belonging and that connectedness. What would you put down, and I know there's probably a myriad of reasons, but what would you put down one of the key drivers of this increase in loneliness to? That's a really, really hard question. It's something that we, we talk about day in, day out at Origin. So um, where I work, I'm at an adolescent mental health service um, in Melbourne and we're the National Centre of Excellence in Youth Mental Health and that's one of our big areas at the moment looking at loneliness and what the drivers of loneliness are and so there's obviously things like mental ill health can can contribute to loneliness but loneliness can contribute to mental ill health itself so is it that young people are connecting more than ever to people around them but not having those meaningful connections is it the Mm, in-person connections that we're lacking is it that we're connecting in such a fast-paced way nowadays in in such an impersonal kind of way that we're, we feel that we've got these interactions happening, but we don't have the meaningful connections, the human connections that we need that drive those feelings of belonging and connectedness. You know, we've seen in our research that if, if someone says that they have one connection, one person that they feel that understands them, one person that kind of gives them that, that sense um, that someone else understands them and, and is connected to them, then that's enough. So it is, it's that depth of those connections. And so your organisation specifically looks at the impact on young people. I, I kind of assumed that loneliness would be more prevalent amongst older communities, but you've found that that's not the case, right? Yeah, so in a report that we recently published with Mission Australia where we looked at data from almost 20,000 young people around Australia aged 15 to 19, we saw almost a quarter of young people reported feeling lonely most mm. of the time. That's a that's a huge number. You know, a quarter of young people said that they felt lonely. Not just that they didn't have people to hang out with, not that they didn't, you know, feel like they were being supported, but actually feeling lonely. And like you mentioned before, that can have devastating effects. So it does impact people across all age ranges. We focus on young people. We think that's really important in the work that we do. But it is important because the impacts of loneliness go on for a lifetime. So actually there are some really interesting things that I've seen where older Australians and younger Australians have been brought together. They think there's a show where they bring teenagers into aged care facilities to connect. And it's a really interesting way of addressing loneliness across the lifespan, you know, finding those connections for people at different times in their lives. It's something that there should be more of. And would you want to see those types of programs rolled out at like a government level as a public health campaign? Yeah, wouldn't that be wonderful? Is that what you're asking for? Yeah, yeah. We're putting together, so we're spending quite a bit of time at the moment thinking through what some of our policy recommendations and solutions are and will be. So we're we're spending quite a bit of time 
doing that right now. So some of the things that we have suggested is, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of something called social prescribing or social prescription, where, you know, you can go off to your GP and you can talk about it. So what, so what would the GP say in that situation? So with social prescribing, they may be able to say to you, okay, great. So there's a local community centre and, and they have a walking group or they have a right. tree planting group or they have a book club and they can help connect you to something that's along your interests. And that is actually set up for the sole purposes of creating these connections because I think we're losing them. We lose them as, as our lives are getting busier and we're losing them as we, um, as we just try and, and get through everything that we think we need to do every day. So those kinds of activities and those kinds of programs are something that would be really a, a really great way of, of forming those connections again. You often hear this argument that young people would be happier and more connected to society if they spent less time on their phones and on social media. Do you think that's actually true? Oh, that's something, again, that we spend a lot of time researching and asking young people about. So young people have said very, very loudly that when they're in in times of need, they want those human connections. They don't want to be turning to a digital platform, an app, a a friendship that they've found online. That's something that's really important to focus on always. We do still need those human connections. But young people are also increasingly using social media and apps to connect with one another and to find ways to find people with similar interests. It's not the devil. It's not the worst thing in the world. But what it can do is it can accidentally take over and people don't maybe not always prioritise those in-person connections that, that they should. Last question from me. I'm really wanting to put us in the minds of a listener who have somebody in their life that they think might be lonely. Is there something beyond, you know, obviously reaching out, is there some some strategy, some turn of phrase that you think is really helpful if they know somebody in their lives who they think might be lonely? Yeah, that's a difficult one because I, I think all the time it's a hard place to put yourself into, to insert yourself into someone else's life. But I think that's what it takes. I think it takes sitting with a person, engaging with a person, taking the time to actually have those in-depth and meaningful conversations with a friend to make them feel heard, make them feel like they're valued, their experiences and their their company is valued and and wanted. And I think that it can... um, it can create some really nice social bonds, not only for the person that you've identified as needing it, but also for yourself. And Kate, thanks so much for taking the time to sit with me this morning and, um, and have a chat about this. Thanks very much. If you need help, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 4636. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Daily Oz. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review this episode. It only takes a few seconds and it really, really helps us to get the word out there and for new people to find our show. Just go to our show page and tap on the write a review button. Thanks so much.